Hello, my name is Tommy C. I'm a new young mom, and this podcast is about my journey into motherhood. Thank you so much for intending to listen. Welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial Mom. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Millennial Mom. Hope you guys are doing okay. How's it been? I've missed everybody. I have actually because I've been meaning to record this for a while. But life has been getting in the way. I've been super duper busy with school. Okay, not school, it's work, baby, home. So many things to do, man. Women are super. Shout out to all my sisters doing this. You guys are the real MVP. You didn't tell me it's this hard. Anyways, it's getting better, um, you know, learning to strike a balance with work, my baby, my husband, you know, like that. And it has been good. So this episode is about having my baby in America. Baby Americana. Okay, so let's get into it. I feel like this is going to be the most, like one of the most um, functional episodes because everybody you know as much as you can to the best of your ability and as god gives you strength should strive to not have their baby in this country that is destined to either stifle you or kill you literally and you know it's not only now it's not even only about the bad um state of the economy or bad health care it's about the fact that your child deserves the best and as a parent you really really truly want to give your child the best and you try your best but you know life may or may not happen so i if you know even if you didn't have your first child abroad you already have a kid i'm sure you may want to have the second or the third or the fourth in america so this episode i'll try and be as informative as i can be so that at least any at any point in time or any point in life you can always go back to it and say that Tommy seen the millennial mom said this so when i got pregnant we even before i got pregnant this was something that my husband used to say all the time that we can never have our baby in this country especially because of what i've i had gone through with um that hospital during the miscarriage and you know little little stories we hear here here and there i heard the story of a lady who was about seven months pregnant already and you know because of the hospital's negligence she lost the baby like this lady was even supposed to travel in like two or three weeks and then she lost the baby because you know they were not careful enough she was telling them her symptoms they didn't take it seriously so all these stories just really really informed our decision it's not like we had you know 500 million gazillion dollars to go and have the baby but we released our faith and we trusted god for the best so when we got pregnant we started you know reading stuff online doing a lot of research i remember being in the room with my husband and him searching how to have your baby abroad i saw a few blogs but they didn't give me enough information and guys guess where i got 80 percent of my information naira land i am very very 
very very ashamed to say that i read Ireland for hours i read it for days in fact i still sometimes go back to read it because it's crazy the wealth of information on Ireland, you guys you would be shocked so there is a thread on giving birth to your baby in america this thread has episode um um it has one two three four and it has all the information in, they've been doing this thread since like 2012 so you can see what happened in the past they will even tell you what's happening now they prepared me literally for immigration the questions immigration um officers were going to ask me at the point of entry how i should answer the amount of confidence i need you know because some people that had gone, they shared their stories and everybody kept learning from their experience. It's like a little community of people that are, they may or may not be rats, but they watch out for each other. Like when you enter, you're like, okay, well, let me come back and share my story for my fellow sisters and brothers. It was where I got 80% of my information. It was where I decided on my hospital, my doctor, my accommodation, like it, it had all the information i need i would advise that if you're going to have your baby in america please read Ireland. like read that thread back to back nothing will surprise you nothing that will happen at immigration will surprise you nothing that will happen in the hospital or wherever you stay or even in the town you're going will surprise you because they would definitely get you ready for it in all of this i acknowledge that you know there are a few or some people that may not be able to afford um having their baby in america and you know i can't stay safe towards it because you don't know when you get pregnant or you know there's really not much i can say about that but just try to use um a hospital in nigeria that is vetted and you know you trust them enough to to deliver your baby and i don't know maybe plan towards the next child and save and everything because really it has a lot of advantages as expensive as as it is your child will probably thank you for it in years to come so and my husband decided to write um a budget sheet we saw that on Ireland. We wrote the budget sheet of um housing because i didn't um have anywhere to stay so we wrote the budget sheet for housing costs accommodation costs baby things miscellaneous and so yes yeah, sorry we had a budget sheet for baby's birth we had fa including infant on return. We wrote it in dollars, then Naira. Um, obstetrician's fee, hospital fee, pediatrician's fee for when you give birth to the baby, appointment fee for the doctor. You get, this. these are things you show at um, point of entry that you already have an appointment with the doctor. Epidural fee, anatomy scan when you get abroad that, you know, they will use to check that baby is fine, he has two legs, two eyes, two hands, you know, the little, little things. I was having a boy, so circumcision, circumcision accommodation for 11 weeks. I was there for, yeah, for about three months. Then baby shopping and miscellaneous, living expenses, like transport and feeding. 
so by the time we did everything it summed up to about to almost twenty thousand dollars so we put you know in naira and in dollars so a point of entry i showed this as in fact let me not get to that because i need to take it step by step so after we wrote this budget sheet we printed it looked at it it was like our own map for knowing how much we will spend how much we need to get and it was also the way we were able to plan that okay this is how much we need for baby's birth after we had our budget sheet the next thing we did was we sent a letter of um change of intents to nigerian uh em to the american embassy in nigeria so the thing about that is i read on Ireland recently that you should not do that that if you do that they'll send you an email that you should come for interview and they will probably not give you the visa and they will cancel your current visa so i already had my visa and before i even got pregnant or got married or anything so me sending a letter of letter of um change of intent was just to let the embassy know that okay i got this visa because i was going for a training but now i am using this visa to go have a baby so i sent the email to lagos niv at state government then i copied consular abuja i saw all of this on ireland you guys so i explained i told them my name my passport number my husband told them when i got the visa and told them that i'm going to um, use this visa to go and have a baby abroad i told them how much i'll be traveling with and how much i would have on my card and they replied me they replied me like let me see like two days after and said oh thank you for contacting us there is no legal requirement for you to inform us that you're going to have your baby and it's not illegal for you to go have your baby abroad but make sure that you pay your bills and you know bring evidence of payments whenever you are going back to the u.s or you have any other visa interview because they don't want you to access um, medicaid that's the insurance and really it, it's just annoying that nigerians do that because you're not a taxpayer in that country they really should not give you um what's it called give you health insurance but because your child is american you can access it but you should not because <laughs> let me tell you really and truly if you mistakenly access medicaid when you go have your baby in america say goodbye to the united states for at least 10 years because they would make sure they keep denying you and probably ban you like that so the next thing we did was um co we contacted a doctor so on Ireland, I saw that if you're going to Houston, I had my baby in Houston, Texas. If you're going to Houston, there is a Nigerian doctor there that most people use. His name is Dr. Funcho Fagbon. You guys, Dr. Funcho is a sweetheart. I love that man. He made me feel so special, like I was the only mom, even though we were a lot. I always, at his office, during our appointments, I always saw Nigerian women there. He was like a Nigerian woman doctor. This man has delivered over 5,000 babies. He used to be in Lagos, in Luth, but then he traveled abroad, and now he's a satisfied professional. So he knows what he's doing. And I decided to use him because he has dealt with Nigerian women. I there was um this doctor that I was going to use Dr. Zaidas. 
is mexican and you know they said good things about him too but people were saying he doesn't understand the african woman's body as much as dr funcho so whether you like it or not all these rainbow doctors they've dealt with a lot of american people but they may not have dealt with a lot of nigerian women that eat spicy food you know a lot of things could have gone into play so it was more expensive dr for was more expensive his fee was um his fee was about three thousand dollars and dr zaydas was like one five but we're just like no let's you know do the best this is the first child we don't know what's going to happen we're not praying for complications but we're preparing so that at least we're ready so we decided on dr from of women's health i think that's the name of his um his clinic so when we decided um to use him we sent an email i'm sorry for the m's it's because i'm going through a lot of documents and i'm trying to give perfect information so is the name of his clinic is center for women's health so my husband sent him an email and said oh my name is salem blah 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 and my wife would like dr fisher to deliver our baby please let us know the process they replied us like almost immediately with you know the forms we need to fill um, the things we need to bring with us. They told me that I need to bring medical records. I need to bring my passport. And since I'm a self-pay, I need to pay in cash. So they also told me that they can send me an appointment letter. This appointment letter will help when I'm entering America at immigration to show that I have made plans to have the baby. So to get this appointment, you need to pay two hundred dollars. So I just then I was working in the bank. I just went to uh, what do they call these people? I went to one of those dollar tellers share and paid the two hundred dollars. They got it in about three days. Did a wire transfer, and they sent me an appointment letter. That was sorted. I was getting my documents one after the other. You know, in preparation for whatever happens at immigration. Because nowadays, there were so many stories of them sending women back because, you know, they feel like you're not prepared or you don't have enough money. Like that, like that. So I, me, I was like, hey, they're not sending me back. Oh, this baby, I'm going to have a day. So anyways, um, after we decided on doctor, the doctor told us he uses two hospitals, Oak Bend Medical Center and Hastings Methodist. So... I eventually now discovered that the accommodation I chose, I would speak more about the accommodation, but the accommodation I chose was very close to Oak Bend Medical Center. In fact, it was like six minutes away, which came in handy the day I was in labor and I sat at home and almost had my baby at home. <laughs> so it was it was a good thing that the hospital was very, very close by. I was like, I've had my baby in that Uber that took me to the hospital. So we decided on Oak Bend Medical Center. Well, but in recent times, I've been hearing lots and lots of stories about Oak Bend and how it's not great now, especially when you want to renew your visa. So if you're considering using Dr. Funshaw, I will advise that you use Houston Methodist. The price range is not the distance. Okay, I don't know where you stay, but the price range is just like a $1,000 difference. I know it's a lot of money, but... 
you know, is if I had all this information, if I knew that Ogben was going behind us to, you know, get um, health insurance for our children and say that we didn't pay all, like, all the money we're supposed to pay. I'll have used, used to Methodist, but I've been hearing that most people that use Ogben, they've been denying them visa. My case is different in Jesus' name. But, you know, I would advise that you use Eastern Methodist. So, um, after that, accommodation. Accommodation was such a problem because I was seeing all these nice apartments that I couldn't stay if I didn't have social security or blah, blah, blah. It was such a big deal. So, a friend of mine, okay, I kept Googling Nigerian woman in Houston, Nigerian woman in Houston, and this woman's name came up. Her name is Ruth Okioma. She has a... Um, like a house for pregnant Nigerian women. I'll explain more. So a friend of mine told me about this woman that oh her sister in law stayed there. But me I was skeptical because I was like, well I don't know all these things. What if police comes? I don't know. I thought about so many things. But you know when I was I kept reading Ireland <laughs> the amount of times I've said Ireland on this podcast. When I kept reading Ireland, it was a name. A name was coming up. People were talking about her. She and one other lady. She is precious cedar mother care. The other lady is so care concierge. So people kept talking about them that you pay. You pay for um, a room. You get feeding and transportation to your doctor's appointment and another um, another outing. So the rooms range from $1,000 a month to 2000 Yeah, 1000 to 2000 So the difference is in size, you know, sharing of bathroom and stuff. And the cool thing is not like you're in a room with 10 or 20 pregnant women. The most number is 8. Even the house, she has like 4 houses. The house I stayed with were just four, five maximum. And, you know, it was a good thing I stayed there. I met other Nigerian women of like minds. In fact, I've made a few friends from there. So I reached out to her. We sent an email to her as well. And she said, okay, great. She told us to pay um, a refundable fee just to lock it down. You get, and just for immigration as well. We paid, I think, $500. Let me be sure. Fantastic is um exactly five hundred dollars for as a refundable fee in case you are sent back as immigration for your accommodation, feeding and transportation in our facility. That was what they read in the email. And also they'll pick you up from the airport and drop you when you're leaving. So it seemed like a really good deal. I stayed in the room that cost one five. I had I was sharing bathroom and toilets with just one other mom. I had a sink to myself. I had a huge closet, huge room, big TV, um, internet, um, cable TV. I, I watched all the award shows at that moment, real time. You get, I had everything. It was comfortable. And then there was, there's a lady that comes to cook Nigerian food every Tuesday and Thursday. So if you're planning to have your baby, I would honestly and truly recommend Precious Cedar. So we got the doctor, we got the accommodation, we got the flights. But then when we bought my flights, we bought return tickets for me as well, but we had not included baby. 
So my husband had to go and do that after we had the baby. Then I was ready to go. I traveled in September. And you guys trust me, I traveled with a folder. You know how you're going to do um, GC exam or WAEC. I don't know one of these exams. And you have a folder with all your documents, with your with your this, with your that, with your form. With your... Guys, I had a folder. I wish I could take a picture. The folder had over... 100 papers i had the budget sheet i had the email i sent to the embassy i printed everything out because there's nothing they will not ask you as point of entry because i couldn't travel with my husband i had his um, employment contract his id his passport page our marriage certificate his sponsorship letter i had everything because nairland told me to just carry everything and in all honesty he came in and in the next podcast i'll talk about what the flight was like, point of entry, and, you know, just getting into America. I don't want this to be too long, so I will do that in the next podcast. So I took all of that. I took sponsorship letter. I took fit to fly. In fact, I really didn't need that fit to fly because I had a small bump, so people didn't even know I was pregnant. I took my medical history because Dr. Funchal's hospital asked me for it. All this, the first ever scan I did with the baby, you know, my husband's work ID. Just take all the takeables because really, it's not load. It's a folder that is big and heavy, yes. But it is worth it in the end. My own employment letter, my a photocopy of my ID. If but then you need to take your passport and another Nigerian ID for when you're getting your baby's passport. So that will also be in the next podcast. The process of getting your baby's passport after you have the baby. I took the teller for the wire transfer that I did to the doctor and the and the accommodation woman, I printed out all the correspondence, every correspondence you had with a doctor or anybody abroad for this um, birth. Just print everything because they will probably ask you. At point of entry, this lady asked me, she asked to see so, so many things. And if it was great that I was ready and I was just handing it to her. I was just handing it out like, hey, you, <laughs> it's me and you today. I was just giving everything. And okay, last but not the least, we emailed the hospital as well. They gave us pricing and they were expecting me. You get so you need to let them, you know, you need to let them know that you're coming, even if you don't eventually use them. They will come in and um while planning and preparing. Also, in the last podcast, it occurred to me that I didn't talk about... This is digressing a bit. I didn't talk about um, Rogam and resource. So, my resource is negative. A lot of people do not know their resource factor. Please, immediately you get pregnant, find out your resource. Because if your resource is negative, you probably have to take a series of injections for your baby to stay. It is a medical thing. Your the antibodies in your baby in your body fights the baby, and it may cause a miscarriage. So it it makes more sense for you to find out, then take the injection. I took the injection immediately after that miscarriage. So that rogam that I took after then helped the baby I have, like my baby now. And immediately I had my baby. I had another rogam for the next baby I'm going to have. So please find out your resource. 
and take rogam rogam is pricey in nigeria but in america it was free for me but really is is worth it is worth your your baby's worth more than fifty thousand or eighty thousand depending on your hospital so i remember i wrote down that i have to talk about that because it's important please know your resource factor once you get pregnant anyways thank you for listening i hope i was able to help that babe that is about to travel to have a baby or that babe that is thinking about it in the nearest future um and then i would advise that you get your visa way before you even get pregnant that's my advice because i know people that they give you even if you are pregnant and all of that but then you have to pray and fast more than you know when you are not pregnant and you just say you need it for a holiday or something so in the end regardless of how you pray and plan it's only god that can help if we're being honest and you know um um planning makes the work of god easier you know if you if you are not planned and you just go and you know they'll send you back regardless of how you speak in tongues and even god will be embarrassed on your behalf so plan pray trust god for funds trust god for finances and you know you're going to have baby americana too (laughs) thank you for listening i am sorry it's this long there's just so much to say in the next podcast i'll explain I'll give you my immigration story, guys. I went through it. My point of entry story, um, getting baby's passport, delivery, all of that. I would talk about it. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. I hope I was able to help. Please, if you know someone that is about to go have their baby or they are considering it, please, please refer them to this podcast. We're now on Apple Podcasts as well. So kindly subscribe, rate me, so that at least me too, I can be up, up there. Sorry, that's your bad stuff. So I can be up there in the, you know, in the Apple Podcast stratosphere. <laughs> So please um, also follow the Millennial Mom on Instagram. Um, relate with us, send the DMs, give feedback. All your feedbacks are super duper important. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good weekend. Bye.